I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ramdas's Love Serve Remember Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma Hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ramdas, Krishnadas, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more. The Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash Inner Academy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's mind rolling, and we're rolling today with my guru is here today, Duncan Trussell. I thank you so much for appearing. And uh, a special guest, he's beyond special to me, Trevor Hall, Rampriyadas, is here. Welcome, Trevor. Thanks Trev. for having me. Yeah. And uh, just a, a little intro, uh, uh, Trevor, many of you obviously know who he is, singer-songwriter, and uh, he's been close to me since uh, he's like 17 years old. And uh, we're going to tell that story again. I know we told it before. Oh, cool. We're going to tell it again uh, about how it is that he came into this whole thing. And uh, y you don't know because you weren't at my session. Whoa. With him, that we did Whoa. this whole thing. Do you want to know about Whoa. Kali? Do you want to know about Kali? <laughs> Hold on. Yes. I walked in and I listened to the to you speaking. Oh, so you heard me? You didn't hear? I didn't hear Ragu. Really? That's that okay. passes. You're good. You did a great job. No, thanks. <laughs> I feel bad now. We did. A, I just did a podcast with Duncan for his show, mm -hmm. and he's been getting complaints that uh, from his folks that. This guy is really gruff, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I had to address so it. So I'm I'm having to tone <laughs> myself down. <laughs> now um, he feels neurotic. Yeah, I'm completely like crazy he now. He's put me out there. So, but uh, I just I want to say a little about our because uh, mm. the family thing. I'll quickly go through and you'll add in. But uh, my uh, I have a younger brother and uh, late twenties, same as uh, Trevor. And uh, they went to school together in Idlewild, and they were uh, bumping into each other, becoming friends, playing music together, and so on. And the next thing you know, my brother Sam had a picture of Maharaji on the wall. Now, Trevor knew that Sam had an older father, obviously it was his second marriage. And he kept walking by and being attracted to this picture. And then one day, he said, who? Yeah, I said, who's in the who's in the photograph? He actually, Sam actually told, asked me to come spend the night in his dorm room because we were going to make music and stuff. And that's when I really got a good look at the photo. And I was just like, man, I, I know that guy or something like that. You know, it's just this weird feeling. And so I said, hey, is that your is that your dad? And he was like, no, no, that's um, that's a saint. This Indian saint named named Crowley Baba. And I was like, well, who's, you know, who is that? You know? And, um, he said, oh, well, my, my dad and my brothers were in India with, with Neem Crowley Baba in the seventies. 
And I was like, well, tell, you know, tell me more. And uh, he brought out Miracle of Love, the stories compiled by Ramdas, and started reading. And we read the whole night. We didn't go to sleep that night. Wow, We just cool. stayed up the whole night and mm. pulled an all-nighter. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the, that was the, the moment, I guess. When I saw him, same thing, familiar, but I thought... He was, he looked like my uncle Jimmy. <laughs> That's really why I thought, my God, kind of looks. I feel like I know. Oh, it's just because he looks like my uncle. I was like, oh, he's like <laughs> really weird. That was back in college. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That yeah. sense of familiarity some people have with him. Yeah, yeah, and that. Uh, well, we all had that at at some point. Uh, as soon as we went, I mean, you know, my big story is I met. Ram Dass and I was very taken and we just talked about I trusted him that everything he was saying was so right on and it was what I needed to hear and I went over to India because if it was good for him mm. I was I wanted to meet I, I wanted to meet somebody like you know we were just talking about this mm. what's what's the use he's saying of meeting somebody mm. like this when you meet them and you spend some time with them and they transmit all this incredible vibrations and energy and whatever it is and then you're back home being the same asshole you were before you went right. what's the point of that is is what well i don't i don't mean what's the point in the sense that any kind of euphoric experience that you have diminishes i don't mean that i what what i mean is does that symbol of the guru get in the way for some people in the sense that instead of being in the moment now and thinking, yeah, this is it. I'm not going to get to the guru. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to get to a guru. All I have is this moment. And, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? People put it off, right? You put it off. You mm. think whatever it may be, I'm going to be a good person when this happens or I will forgive myself after I have done this certain number of penances or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you what your experience obviously completely real my life has been changed because of it and so many others have but i think that sometimes people use the symbol of the potential guru teacher the run-in with the soulmate whatever the thing is to put off and procrastinate being happy right now that's where it gets dangerous mm. Mm. okay that's a good point it's interesting i mean i think there's a there's a parable that Sri Ramakrishna uses where the camel is eating uh, these th these thorn bushes, and because there's like these little baby fruits, but there's all these thorns on them, and it thinks and so it, consequently their their mouth is is bleeding, but they think that the blood is actually from the berries. So he's saying that, meaning that the things like oh I'm putting this off, like you're saying maybe, they they're kind of taking uh, what they, what they think is making them happy. And fulfilling them is actually hurting them. In the oh, long so run. you're saying okay, so you're saying that there's a kind of delusion. They're they're telling themselves I'm happy mm. now, but they're really not as happy as they would be if they ran into the awakened being or had contact in some way. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's uh, kind of the whole thing of, I guess, spiritual life is just realizing that you're not. Uh, that we're not being um, fulfilled by these uh, things that are impermanent, you know, and but we think we are. That's the whole trick. That's the whole f game, I guess. Um, and I don't know if that relates to what you're talking about. I've heard the, the version of your story I've heard is mm. bloodier and mm. it was told by it's, <laughs> a Hare, it's a Hare Krishna version. So the version of your story I heard is and it is a Hare Krishna idea. It's from Iskhan, but the idea is. These Mayavadis, as they're mm -hmm. called, mm -hmm. you know the term Mayavadi. Mayavadi yeah. yeah, Mayavadi. It's a term for right. non Hari Krishnas. Mm -hmm. I was staying at a Hari Krishna farm once, and with Adi Kartadasa was his name, and Adi Kartadasa remarked at one point that one of his daughters, he, I think he said something like, "I don't want her to date a Mayavadi." It was really mm -hmm. funny. I don't want her to be around them, Can, like because the the idea in that that version of things is that there's this sort of polluted state of being mm -hmm. that if you don't follow the four regulative principles mm -hmm. no eating meat no gambling right. no intoxicants right no sex right then you're polluted 
and you mm -hmm. must purify yourself in some way, right? Mm -hmm. But their version of it is great. It's a dog in a village with no mm -hmm. teeth, mm -hmm. has found a dry bone, mm -hmm. and is chewing the dry bone, and is confusing the blood oozing out of its gums mm. as eating meat Jesus from the dry bone <laughs> much the thorn bush is a sweeter version i was just trying yeah. to bring it in a light yeah. flavor here. yeah right. <laughs> we want to go there we can go there, go there. <laughs> yeah come on yeah oh but this God. but this pro to me the problem with that and uh the problem with that is <laughs> uh the problem with that is uh what ends up happening there is now we have a moralistic, we have a moral hierarchy where mm -hmm. all these people in the world are having a great time, mm -hmm. walking down the street in Vegas, slurping with their giant slurpy straws and mm -hmm. screaming mm -hmm. from them to whoever, it's just people drinking their own blood. They're not really experiencing the true beauty of life that those of us who have come into contact with the guru get to experience, mm -hmm. right? And then you have all kinds of problems. Because now we've got a kind of spiritual classism, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I I I hear what you're saying. I uh, you know, Maharaji also said that the guru is not external. It's not necessary to meet your guru on the physical plane. I mean, in the realist sense, the guru, I I don't think is is not just one person. You know, the guru is so many things. The guru is speaking through so many things through the ocean, through, you know the sky through a stranger through your own yeah. heart you know and um so there's also that you know i i i believe that uh, as time goes on i think that you know like krishna das always said he says my life is my path you know my life yeah, is was my a, teacher yeah, gandhi you know? that's gandhi from gandhi yeah. yeah so i don't know hmm. uh <laughs> well to pick this stuff up at 17 and then he turned around and he ended up living at a Kali temple in Laguna Beach wow. for mm. years and immersing himself in the uh, in that path mm -hmm. uh, the worship of Kali a Kali uh, temple yeah mm -hmm. I didn't even know there was and, a, Kali and a really but no bullshit Western American thing it was a real Kali temple with mm -hmm. with that they consecrated they brought in monks from the wow. uh, from Sri Ramakrishna in Calcutta from from his I mean the whole thing was done very very with great purpose and it was uh, we you know I've been there and we've mm -hmm. sang there Krishnas and I and all that and uh, it was also a, quite a beautiful murti mm -hmm. I mean, a statue I mean it's really uh, and that place was imbued with this quality wow and you, you know I'd love for you to just uh, because you did it yesterday mm. at the retreat, and mm. uh, we're all in the retreat, by the way, with Ram Das and Lama Surya Das and others, including uh, Duncan and Trevor. And yeah, tell us about Kali. You like Kali, don't you? Uh, ter terrified of Kali. Oh. I look. I do like the 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 image. Well, the, I was too. I mean, the the you know being introduced to Maharaj. Maharaji in school, you know, obviously you learn so much about Hanumanji and the story of Sita and Rama and all these things. And um, that's kind of, I think, the focus. But then as time goes on, you learn about other forms of the divine and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I didn't really have a choice. I just was always around that energy. Um, I... I started learning some meditation from a teacher at the at the school, and he was a devotee of Baba, but he's also a devotee of Ma Kali, and he was the one who knew of the temple down in in uh, Southern California. And when I went there for the first time, it's so funny because I I didn't tell this the other day, but I remember before I left for California, I'm from South Carolina. Okay, okay I'm from a small small town in South Carolina. And before I went off to California, I remember my uncle, we were all whatever at the house. And my uncle said, you know, in course of conversation, you know, Trevor, you gotta be careful out there in California. There's a lot of these cults, you know, there's a lot of people just taking all stuff. And he was telling me all about all the different cults. Sure. And then he said, you know, and then, then there's the high Krishnas. And, the, and he said, they're going to, you know, you're going to shave that. your head and you're going to get tattooed and you're going to be in this place. You know, you got to be careful of that. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. Just relax. Sure enough, you know, three years later, <laughs> I have a shaved head. I got tattoos all over me. And I'm living in this temple. You know, right. You know, 
But anyway, when I went to the the temple, I was a little, I was scared. I was, you know, I was seeing the image of Ma for the first time. I was like, well, this is like, what is this some type of cult? Is this sure. some type of far out thing, you know? But yeah, there was something I was fearful, but there was also this thing in me like, she's so incredibly beautiful. But I was like, wait, 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 that can't be right. That can't be right because she's holding a severed head and a sword and skulls and all this, this stuff. Necklace of heads, Necklace right? of heads, right? Who are those heads? He's well, gonna, He's going to give you the whole thing. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, there was that fear, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get away from it. Everywhere I went, a, a book would come about Makali or, um, you know, this type of thing. You know, I had no choice. Um, I was supposed to, you know, be with her, I guess, in that sense. And um, I ended up after high school, I signed this big like record deal and was going to go like, you know, make millions and, yes. you know, do that whole thing. You know, it was all planned out. Right. Got all this money. I was 18 years old. I yeah. got this like big apartment in L.A., you know, wow. smoking a shitload of weed like had no idea what I was doing, you know, um, and I was so freaking sad. I was so sad. I was so lonely. I, I had no friends. You know, yeah. I couldn't go to bars because I was 18. Um, and I kept driving down to this temple every every weekend or so. And and uh, the record deal actually went south. I got shelved and eventually dropped. I ran out of money, literally. Yeah. And I was living in Laguna Beach in this apartment. And I uh, couldn't pay my next month's rent. And I was like, man, what happened? This was supposed to go this certain way, yeah. right? And um, the temple, they said, well, why don't you just stay here until you get back on your feet? Because you're here every day anyways, you know. Why don't you just stay here and until you get back on your feet, you know, no pressure. So I thought, great. So I ended up moving into this little, little, tiny, tiny, little, little cabin in the garden. And I stayed there for seven years. I just, it, but it, what I'm saying is it wasn't, a, it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to live in the ashram. I'm going to live this life. It was just a natural un, unfoldment, you know, and through that, through being there and living with the, the devotees and living at the feet of Ma, um, I learned so much about that relationship of the divine mother and child aspect and and when I looked at Ma, you know, now there is no more like, there is not that fear. It's it's actually like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And and uh, it's hard to explain that to maybe other people who at first take their her iconography. Can I just describe her to you really quickly? And yeah, then yeah. you tell me. Sure, sure. Where to find the beauty in it? Sure, sure. I, Go and for by it. the way, I don't mean that sarcastically. I get it. And I've had the Kali devotees tell me, you know, if, mm. at first she seems ferocious, but then you learn. Yeah, to, yeah. Go so, for okay, it. so this is. Unpack it. I'll try to bring it to mind. Mm. So we're looking at like the setting. It's some kind of like battlefield or. It's a cremation ground. Oh, okay. Cremation ground. Mm. So there's skeletons everywhere. Mm -hmm. Jackals. Jackals. Blood. Blood. Yeah. And isn't Shiva sort of sleeping there? Shiva's lying on the ground. Is he asleep? He's, no, he's, you know, Shiva is awake, fully he's awake. So they're he's on a picnic or something. He's, he's under her no. foot. But you're right about the battlefield, right? Because there's many different stories. And one of the stories is in the Devi Mahatmyam, which is 700 verses, the Chandi, that is uh, from the Markandeya Purana, which is, you know, in the scriptures, um, the yogis pulled out these 700 verses because of their extreme importance. And that's where Ma Kali first makes her kind of uh, appearance in right. that rupa, right? But they are on a battlefield, right? And there's a, there's a, the war between the, you know, the gods and the demons, like any story, good and evil, you know? So it's the, some archetypical war. Yeah, but it's within, you know, the, this, the, the, the battlefield is our consciousness, you know, this type of symbolism, but right. there's the good and evil, but she long story short the demons are winning and oh. 
And uh, Mother Durga, who is the same as Kali, just different form, she gets really, really, really mad, right? And the and and a light comes out of her, and pretty much Kali emerges from her, and it's this wrathful, terrible form, and Kali just goes on this crazy spree of you know, killing these demons, but she's doing it so fiercely and so wildly that everybody thinks, oh my God, she's going to destroy everything in her frenzy. She's like drunk with this, you know, frenzy, right? So Lord Shiva, her husband, lies down in her path, right? And when she's, she's kind of, you know, not looking, she steps on her husband and stops and that's why she bites her tongue like this right Ah. because in the indian tradition that's kind of a form of like oh i'm doing something bad she's stepping on her beloved so oh i'm gonna bite my tongue right that's one reason why why she's on lord shiva so she's intentionally biting her tongue yeah yeah so but she didn't intentionally step on him that was was the thing it was an accident he but, just laid down in front of her. Yes. But Shiva in symbolism, right, is that Purusha, that supreme being, but not moving. It's eternally still, eternally, you know, uh, supreme consciousness, right? But he Kali. He has dreadlocks, by the way. He has long <laughs> dreadlocks. And Kali is moving. Kali is the, is the, the power, the time, Mother Nature, okay. the cycle. So. There's all these different layers of symbolism. Sure. Well, so. and, and let's let's keep moving here. Yeah. We so now I know the tongue thing. Had no mm-hmm. idea. Thought mm-hmm. she was just sticking it out to be mm-hmm. ferocious or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have this being, right. scary looking being, right. sticking her tongue out. She's wearing a necklace right. of heads. Right. Who are the heads? So there's fifty heads, right? That are that she's wearing. It's a garland of heads, right? At first we're like, oh my god, this is far out. Right? Yeah. But. The heads, each head, right? There's fifty. There's fifty heads. There's fifty letters in the Sanskrit alphabet, right? Oh, wow! So that cool. that represents all sound. So <laughs> that is so cool. So ev- all sound <laughs> Trippy, comes man. from the mother, right? Everything we hear, everything we hear, good, bad, the sound of the ocean, this language, everything is filled with mother's presence. So what 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 happens if we had that mindset? Everything I hear is just ma, ma, ma. You know, that that brings you into a certain... Everything I hear is a severed head on the neck of the Everything I hear is a severed head on the neck of the deity, right? But it's bringing us, it's bringing us beyond the body. Right. Right. She loves us so much. She wants to, she wants to get us out of this body consciousness and realize our true divinity. Right, right. Right. Well, I mean, this is what the world is like. Mm. You do end up getting your head cut off by calling in one way or another. You're going to die. You're going to no die. Way out of it. And it's, the tr- it's, that, it's that stark truth, right? It's no more playing around. Right. right? There's an expression uh, with Kali. They say that there's the form of the goddess Lolita, who's 16 years old, beautiful, the embodiment of all beauty. Right? Yes. And the way she brings you through liberation, she holds your hand as as you're skipping through this flower garden and you're smelling all the flowers and yeah. before you know it you're like enlightened. Yes. And they say with Kali, she reaches through the keyhole and she just rips you through <laughs> the keyhole to the other side. You wanted though, you have told me you wanted the 16-year-old uh, to take you over to the other side, hold your hand and bring you across the river, the ocean of samsara. You want it that way, right? Listen, if there's or do a you want menu, to be ripped through the keyhole. If there's a menu, if you get to pick, if there's a pick, if you get to pick, I mean, the 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 uh my experience with reality has mostly been getting ripped through the keyhole mm-hmm. with some trips to Hawaii with the little kid walking you through the flowers. So yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. I had no idea all mm. of those things. One last question, because mm. I thought the, I thought she was holding the head of the yeah. of the gods. I thought no, she no, decapitated not the, gods. the gods. Not the gods. No. no, she's holding the head of our ego. Okay, right? I thought that was Brahman that she no, decapitated. No, 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 no. She's holding the head of 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 our ego, right? So Ma, one side, she's giving right. She's giving the lower the lower. Uh, her lower right hand is giving boons, right? I'm yes. your mother. I'll give you everything. Hold on to nothing, right? Yeah. Baba said, 
one of Baba's quotes, Maharaji's quotes, he says, God will give you everything for your spiritual advancement. Hold on to nothing. Whenever I see that hand, I think about Baba's words. I'm going to give you everything. Don't worry. Right. Right. Her top right hand is giving fearlessness, blessings, right? I am your mother. Don't fear anything. Right. You know, when we're a little kid, we're not scared of anything as long as our mother's around. Imagine having that mentality in our way today with the Supreme Devi. Oh, Mm. Ma's, she's in control of everything. Don't worry. Right. Right. So that's that's kind of the pleasant side. But then we move over, and in her top left hand, she's holding that sword, right? Yes. That sword... Is the sword of discrimination. It's it's showing you the difference between the real and the unreal. So she's cutting through all that, right? And that can be painful. Yes. Right? That can be like, oh man, I almost don't want to know the real. I just want to chill out, you know? Yes. So she's cutting through all that, right? That's that that sword. And then she's holding in that process, she's holding that severed head, right? Right. And that severed head is our ego, right? She's the ego slayer, but it's also symbolizes I, I'm, we need to give everything. We need to, you know, give everything to the divine. And um, that's not like a bad thing. That's actually, you know, uh, a, a thing of love, you know. Um, so it's not as terrible maybe oh, great. as you. As it's you the way you just and, described it. It's really cool, man. <laughs> and also whenever you come into contact mm. with the actual and this symbol would be mm. the physical manifestations of Kali, mm. which is inevitably getting sick or people, you know, dying. Mm-hmm. Then in, in those moments, mm. you experience in general some of the most beautiful, incredible mm. realizations that are the opposite of what you've been dreading. Yeah. So it does make sense because yeah. the secret mm. of all of the horrors of the world is that hidden behind them are the best times of your life. Inevitably, you have right. these beautiful inside of it is there's something very sweet yeah. so that's cool man mm. i get it um and uh the best representative of this particular path that we know of in the east is sri ramakrishna uh, you mm. know sri ramakrishna yeah. right mm. so as a result of where he was in laguna in that kali temple the priests were from Dakshineshwar, where Sri Ramakrishna's ashram was, and where it's still very vibrant. And so through that, Trevor got way, way close to Sri Ramakrishna and his particular teachings, which are, uh, uh, and I'm going to tell a story uh, that I told the other day, that this is another way in which we have these cross currents, he and I, one through family, Mm-hmm. which was amazing enough, obviously through Guru. And in this case, I went, when I first went to India, I went to Pondicherry. There's an ashram there of uh, someone called Sri Aurobindo. Sri Aurobindo was a great poet, saint, uh, philosopher saint um, who who was alive in the last century up until maybe the 40s, I'm not sure, 40s, 50s, something like that. At one point, a woman from France went over, got a dream that she should go over and and be with Sri Aurobindo, and she became his spiritual partner. Her name was just Mother. Everyone called her Mother. And she was a saint in her own right. Very evolved being. I went over, and that's the first place in India I went. And when I went there, I couldn't see her because she had Parkinson's. And she wasn't well at the time. So, But I stayed there. I got hepatitis. Right? I ended up in this uh, intentional community called Oroville where they built beautiful different settlements and all different kinds of architecture that was really cool. And I, did, I, was, on, uh, I was with the American contingent there. But they took me in to take care of me because I had this hepatitis and they put me under this kind of outdoor thing with a big picture of mother and I lived there kind of in the open air in a bed. It was really, of course, it was very warm so it wasn't a problem but it was really strange to say the least. Yeah. And they gave me one book. I couldn't, because I had no energy, I couldn't do anything. So separate the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna which, by the way, everybody out there Please, this is a great book. If you want, if you are at all interested in the 
worship of the goddess. There is nobody but that being that compares. And I read this book from one cover to the other, and I finally got an idea of what that was. At the point at which I finish the book, I get a message, you can come see her now, and by that time I was well enough. So I went into or, uh, uh, Pondicherry to see her in the ashram, and I knew she was very old, and she had, like I said, Parkinson's and lost motor control, so I was thinking, oh, Jesus, I'm just going to get wrapped up in this old body. I'm going to freak out. It's cr- you know, I was, talk about your crazy siguses they say in yiddish like what do you call them siguses you've got a lot of them i don't have a siguses yeah you got a lot of siguses <laughs> yeah neurotic pathways um i had a big one and that was it like seeing old people uh, you know that weren't well i mean you know i was 24 right. years old anyhow and you had to bring a special flower to her each flower had a different spiritual uh, representation but I didn't like flowers I like bananas right. so I went and got a bunch of bananas and I get up to the door and there's like a six foot and a half tall beautiful Indian man it's like you died and went to heaven and he was going to be you know St. Oh, wow. Peter at the gates okay. he was at the gates and suddenly and I'm sitting there I'm virtually oh my god I know I'm going to freak out, whatever. I had all this crazy, I, you know, I was just really nervous on top of everything to meet a whole, I never met a holy being. They opened the door and it was like, you know, the stories that you hear. I walked into a room and it was full of light and yes. you usually go full of shit. Yes. What light? <laughs> right. It was full of light. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know how I can tell wow. you uh, and make it sound like I wasn't full of shit, but it was full of light. And she just contacted me with her eyes, and I I didn't see her body at all. It, uh, I was just so oh my god, I, whatever that was, somebody loves me like that. Oh my god! And I gave her the bananas in French. She went ah oh, banana. She laughed at me. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And you get literally ten minutes. You're just or less, and you're just there. And she's just there's no words, no nothing, and it's just I just. An acid trip is the only thing that I can possibly compare sure. to. That I it just saw That's so much. Wild. The guy, the six and a half foot Saint Peter, came over and he grabbed my ass to get me out of there. I would not, I couldn't leave. I was just so, and that was my experience with mother. And you sure it wasn't the medicine that they gave you for the hepatitis? <laughs> I didn't have <laughs> any. No, I was just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding with yeah, you. No. You know that light you're talking about? Yeah. I saw that light once. I I, uh, I was with somebody who was dying of uh, Alzheimer's disease. Mm. Craziest thing I ever saw. Where, Because, uh, you know, when someone's dying, if their ego comes into it, mm-hmm. they'll try to fight against dying. It's just that's what that's what keeps us on the planet. Right. Yeah. But you could watch her. She was unconscious. But you could... It was the weird... I'd never seen this before. And in fact didn't have any reference point for it even but i was sitting with her i was the only one in there with her and she would go she would start dying and everything in the room lit up the most beautiful vibrant vivid it was beautiful and then she would like fight it and it was like Mm. watching the energy get sucked Mm. back into herself so it kind of yeah, reminds me of your of story thing, a little yeah. bit. I guess somebody who didn't, who would just somehow manage to die without physically dying, wow. would just be, yeah, in every it would, yeah. would be very radiant. I yeah. guess yeah. that's cool, Raghu. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was quite an experience. Then when I, I left there, and maybe a few weeks later, I think uh, five weeks later or something, Ramdas finally. I was looking to find Neem Karoli Baba to find Maharaji, and Ramdas finally found him. And told me where to go, and I went there, and met him. That was the end of that part of my life. Uh, and two days later, he said, "Where were you before you came here?" Uh, I was at Swami Muktananda's ashram in, in near Mumbai. I'm about to say that, and then in English, he points his finger at me and goes, "Mother." Mother, wow. mother. Oh, my God. And I knew that he had been in every molecule of every moment then and way wow. before and yeah. way after. And But it confirmed my whole experience 
uh, of of the goddess, you mm-hmm. know, through that. And then when he, I don't want to, sounds like whatever bullshit. Uh, it was uh, after he left. Well, I, you know that that I've been really fortunate, you know, and I say these things, and you know, it's not to make anybody. The last thing in the world is I want anybody to feel jealous about anything, you know. I mean, you, both of you guys are sitting here and you absolutely have, without any physical, talk about the guru is not physical and you both know that totally. And we say these things, we met these beings and so on. Yeah, it was, we needed to and whatever karma we had to, God knows how it works, but he, when Maharaji left in 1973, he out emerged this incredible saint, woman saint named Sidima, who had been in the background and never came out of the room. We we knew about her, but we did not know her. And from that day forward to this day now, she is still with us. She has been our Indian mother and and represented Durga, the goddess Durga, to me. And in the the Murtis in Kenchi or. Vindyavasini Durga, right? An aspect of Durga that, and you know, he said more than once, she is that. Mm-hmm. And so we had that, we've had that all along. I mean, so incredible. I mean, I, I just saw her in India. I think, I, I don't even know if I told you and had this incredible you moment did. with her. Just, she's just contact. She has one foot over the other side at this point. She's old and just contacted me and just like it was something that needed to happen that, she needed to share with me that without words and it was extraordinary moment so yeah i I've, i am so blessed there's no doubt about it but what a word mother is right yeah. what a word because man that mother. is a heavy word that's a word that a lot of it's people it's another hear that western rarely. thing guru sucks we're mother not good love Whew. forget about love Love's okay devotion but- wow you've given up your shit for some other you know We have ruined all the words. But this is the thing, like, to resurrect that word is really an interesting thing to try to do, you know, to try to, like, demolish your idea of what mother is. Well, it's back to the uh, neuroplasticity. Retrain your brain and get rid of those habitual tendencies that are tying us down. But let let me just ask you something, just because you so beautifully described Kali. Because I'll tell you... The Western, in the same way that Kali has this terrible visage that you just dis- transformed, let me describe the v- Western version of mother. Or the, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw out some symbols that we all have for like bad mommies. So, okay. <laughs> no, really. Bad Santa. Because yeah. the ultimate representation of the dysfunctional mother that I can think of offhand is obviously psycho. It's the skeleton Norman Bates has put in the chair that harangues and harasses him. Norman, Norman, don't be with girls. Be with your mommy forever. Kill the girls. Mommy, 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 mommy. Follow it. Do what your mother says, you dirty, bad little boy. Or some version of that, right? So can you please tell me about the ideal mother? Describe to me the, the beautiful perfect pristine you know wonderful what mother. let me tell you something because I, I wanted to segue <laughs> here this this might be just perfect okay mm-hmm. whether you do this or not okay. this is live request mm-hmm. S- can you sing that song to the mother that you did which yesterday? one the bow song or no the, the other one the, the one at the end oh that one. yeah 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 can you do that? Sure, why not? Okay, can you put put us on hold, sir? Is this the this song is, is going the description? to be. This is the. No, yeah, no. This is the what? description. Let's let him you, do it, it pre-song and then in song. I want it because I I I already know he's gonna. Because listen, I I'm not doing this as some trap or th- anything. When I did acid and read the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. I got to contact. Jesus for the first time, right? <laughs> and it was mind-blowing, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way, I don't mean, again, this is your podcast, so I guess everyone who listens to your podcast is just fine with their mothers, but I imagine there's a, <laughs> so, but I imagine there's a whole group of people who, who don't have, when you say mother, especially the term mother, 
mm-hmm. which is a very severe version of mama or mommy. When you say that term mother, it really does bring to mind a lot of t- So I heal me and all of us. Heal our brother. <laughs> heal so him. Describe the Trevor. ultimate v- version of mother. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, f- in my life, I mean, I was very blessed to have a, an amazing mother. I, I, as, you know, uh, as he did. I have way. to say, I had an amazing mother. So I'm going to feel guilty. I do know that there, maybe that's not the case with other people. But this is we actually talked about this in our talk. You know, there, the idea of motherhood in Western culture and Indian culture is very, very different. It's very, very different. Um, and. I don't know. I'm just lucky. Like with my mother, my earthly mother, it was an inc- it is an incredibly beautifully amazing relationship. Um, I don't know. I think that if we had that mother that you're talking about, um, even if we did have a tough relationship, or I don't know that. Maybe I don't know possessive mother. I don't know what you're trying Let's to describe. Let's just say it. complicated. Some complicated. people have complicated okay. relationships have complicated, with their parents. Right. But I think beyond that, if we really stopped, you know, and we really thought about that word, if we could get beyond that stuff, if we really thought about that word. If we just looked out at like this view that we have now, people can't see, but I mean. And you really thought about the love of the mother. I think that you're going to feel something. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to describe, you know, and I just feel like if you really genuinely asked yourself or you talked, called out to her, right? Sri Ramakrishna said, Sri Ramakrishna did, who's the proponent of, you know, the awakening of this motherhood of God, you know, um, he practiced so many different types of religions, every type, really complicated stuff to easy stuff. And at the end of this whole thing, he could have said anything. He very simply said, call to your mother with a longing heart, like a child calls to his, his mom. Right. Simple. Call, call. If you, I, I believe, if you really call out to that motherhood, that spirit of motherhood, even if you did have a tough relationship with your earthly mother or something like this, then in time she will reveal that you know her essence, the essence of the eternal, loving, unconditional love of the divine mother. When my guru said in India, he said in in in. Um, as human beings, we have so many different types of problems, right? We have to pay rent and we have, uh, I don't know, family problems or we have jobs and we are just trying to, you know, cost a living. I don't know, yes. right? whatever. We have so many problems. But he said there's only one problem for the Divine Mother. And he said because she is everywhere, she can never throw you out of her heart. Mm. And uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's that there's two things in His Holiness, the Dalai Lama insists in every not every talk but many many times the way for this world to change is for the importance is on the mother and that unconditional love which helps develop compassion he said that's what happened to me my mother gave me unconditional love and i was able to develop compassion Mm -hmm. that's what needs to happen and be nurtured in this world so that and i read a, a as far as the description of the mo- mother, I read a this prayer that I was taught many years ago uh, that basically says, I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to do anything. I'm a complete lazy shit. But one thing I know, a son can be bad, but it is not in a mother's nature to be bad. Mm-hmm. You will always be supported, forgiven and so on so that is the archetype to cool. capture that mm-hmm. one yeah hey let's do but i really want because he does this uh, prayer thing to to uh mother that is just uh, extraordinary and really says what she is more than anything else okay do you mind 
Yeah, you can do it okay. right now. Or yeah, right now. We're going to do it. We're it. just going to. Oh, you can do it without. Yeah, why thing. not? Okay. Yeah, do it without the thing. Yeah. That thing there that called thing a guitar. <laughs> Ma. Jagado dharini Mata Durga Jagado dharini Ma Jagado dharini Mata Durga Jagado dharini Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Janani Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Jago Jago Ma Janani Hengori Devi Rana Chandi Devi Jayagori Devi Rana Chandi Devi Jayashiva Ramana Jagoma Jayashiva Ramana Jagoma Jaya Shiva Ramana Jagoma Jaya Shiva Ramana Jagoma Jaya Shiva Ramana Jagoma Jagado Dharini Mata Durga Jagado Dharini Ma Jagado Dharini Mata Durga Jagado Dharini Ma Ah, that's beautiful. You know what you reminded me of? You know what that song reminded me of? No. Here's the thing. I thought, and it's totally a dick move to answer your own question, but I remembered when my mom, mm-hmm. my mom died of cancer, mm-hmm. and she was very, well, obviously very sick. She had cancer, but she was, and I was going to say she was very sick at the end of her life, but like, no, duh. <laughs> but she, uh, <laughs> but she, uh, so I was visiting her, mm-hmm. and um, last time I saw her awake was, uh, so she's in bed on oxygen. Mm. And whenever I would come to visit, she'd wash my clothes. Mm. She's what she did. So mm. she was. On, I had to go out with my brother. And I came back. Mm. And my clothes had been washed. And she was in bed asleep. But she'd somehow managed to get up Jesus. and do that. That's the mother, That's right? The mother. That's, That's the mother. it. Man, Even though she could cry. barely walk, mm. somehow she figured out a way to do that mm. is the symbol Okay, that's so, thank you for that. Was so pretty, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. unconditional love. Wow, that makes me want to cry, love. yeah. Oh, okay, but you guys that's, can't see me cry, that's right, because <laughs> we don't cry at these <laughs> spiritual retreats. That is weird. Why is that one of the top rules here? Is did no one get out of no, here? No, no, did you hear what we were just today at Lama Soya Das's talk? Did you see at the end of the talk, he was taking questions and this woman stands up and she says, I wasn't there. Emery told me this because I was coming here yeah. to be with you guys. And she said that this woman stood up and she said, you know, this was my first kind of retreat, spiritual thing. And I just had a question. You know, people are asking all these questions about how do I overcome my whatever. all this stuff. She just gets them and she says, why is everybody crying here? And she, crying? Said, and she said, and she said, she said, everybody, they start chanting and crying and then I cry. Just why, why is that? And she was being totally so cool. straightforward. And Lama Surya Das said, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm here and we're chanting and stuff. And Lama Surya Das said, I'm not crying. And I think that's even weirder. He said, that. he said that's that. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no crying in baseball. 
<laughs> oh god that's so great oh this is great i'm so happy you came yeah. along and joined uh, us here super cool to meet you great yeah. to meet yeah. you as well man, beautiful yeah, these guys have never met before so this is really a wonderful beautiful. thing um so uh trevor hall trevor hall.com trevor hall music.com trevor hall music.com it'll be up on the site as well awesome and by the way i'm and uh, go there and what's the last couple of records uh, what's latest. the record the mm-hmm. record you were playing yesterday or they were playing yesterday with the indian uh, S- chapter uh, of the forest chapter of the forest get yeah. that record okay yeah. everybody out there go through amazon and you can use the mind our portal link. at duncantrussell.com there's a portal there you can use awesome okay can, i'm just kidding because i blocked no, no, his portal 50 50 50 50 is fair see, we'll see no, who goes through ragu's that, portal that, don't ragu. go through my no it's uh, okay and this is the next uh most important. It's a dumb joke, really. I was totally kidding. <laughs> That's great joke. This is an important announcement, okay? We are moving mm-hmm. all of our podcasts. Ramdas, Mind Rolling, Krishna Das, Jack Cornfield, Sharon Salzberg, Joseph Goldstein, Lama Surya Das, Chris Grasso. We are all moving to the Love Serve Remember Foundation. We are now going to be under the Be Here Now Podcast Network banner, okay? This podcast that we've just done, uh, folks, of course, you'll know it's pre-recorded, is going to launch the new network. How about that? Oh, beautiful. And so when you hear this, folks, this will be on the Be Here Now network. Beautiful. Part of Ram legacy that we wanted for all of his family of uh, teachers and friends to be part of moving forward and uh, share share what he's been sharing and and now you guys are sharing and we want to have you back that's you know? beautiful thank you so, yeah Ram, Ram. yeah thank you again thanks so much folks we'll see you next week mind rolling ram ram trump 2016